calamity! This is about to be a bad time. Alright! Plan B! Just don't aim for his vitals. I'm gonna morph back into my child form. Still peeing. It's time, let's get out of here. <laughs> I, can I smell his pee pee pants? Oh. You, you know what? You can yeah, smell his pee pee okay. pants. <laughs> you can smell his pee pee pants. I didn't pee pee my pants. The, like, kind of fog of red that just clouds him in the moment kind of gives way when he sees, as he sees Sprout, and just runs. Starts running in the opposite direction. I'm gonna grab my, 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 my satchel sack full of trinkets and toys, and I'm going to open up the second story window and gracefully hop out. Into the night, uh, Sprout makes his new journey. You're ready to find out where it takes you. Yep. It's going with the winds, man. That's how I roll. morning sun blares through your window it almost reflects off of the uh it, it comes into the window and it reflects off of your uh pistol which you still have laying on your desk and the sheen goes directly over your eyelids as you slowly come to and it is the morning it is about 7 a.m at uh the still water inn along with this glare that is almost blinding at this point and causing you to rear back a little bit you have the distinct smell of some meats and just breakfast food coming from downstairs underneath the floorboards what do you do you are just awakened you fell asleep at your desk after a long night hmm. oh that's right um can you get up and take your gander out the window real quick gander out the window it's a nice sunny morning uh can I open the window? Yeah, you can open the window. Uh, there's a slight breeze, but nothing like it's not like it's it's not like Midwest Iowa. It's not it wouldn't like, be that bad if it wasn't so windy. Yeah, it wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a slight breeze, sunny. You see uh, across the street, Patty's Convenience is just opening up for the day. Uh, down by the docks, uh, you see a ship sailing off into the distance as if it just. Uh, Finished loading a package on or in De Show and it's yeah. crossing the sea. So, do I see a bunch of people out and around? Kind of like in the when I first arrived in the town. Uh, you see some of like the street merchants kind of getting their stuff ready as well. Okay. Uh, so like, it's a bunch of people aren't out yet. Yeah, not like a. It's not like it's rush hour or anything for people to get their stuff. <laughs> Probably not going to try my luck with a papaya again if there aren't other distractions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to close my window and I'm going to go downstairs and see if I can get some, some breakfast. Yeah, you uh, swing the door open uh, into the hallway and you start walking down the hall and towards the stairs. Zario, I can't remember if you said you're a heavy sleeper or not, but no. you uh, 
your ears perk as you hear some footsteps just in front of your room going towards uh, the direction of the stairs and you slowly come to lights coming into your window as well. You're on the, uh, I think if I remember, the opposite side of Ruri, so it's not, the sunrise isn't coming down on your window, but you do see some light. Uh, and you are just now coming to, you fell asleep like a normal person on your bed. So, what do you do? Well, we'll get up, do my morning stretches, make sure I'm limber. <laughs> Nice and limber. Nice and stretched out so I can get in positions that some might call, I don't know, violent. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to do that. Right? <laughs> uh, open my door, and I'm assuming I too smell the breakfast. You very much do. You open the door, you take one glance back at your room, uh, mostly eyeing underneath your bed, and you still do see a slight blue hue coming from under your bed, No, and you uh, realize, you know, the uh, torch that you recovered last night is still under your bed, and you turn and I assume you head back down towards the lobby to. I want to lock my door first. Yeah, you lock your door uh, with your belongings in the room or whatever you know personal belongings. You might still have your armor and stuff on on you, but uh, and the torch in there as well. And you uh, turn uh, towards the staircase and you see Ruri. Uh, just taking the turn uh, into the lobby at the bottom of the stairs. Can you follow her? Yeah, I'm gonna follow her. Cool. So you both head down and uh, sit at the front uh, desk. You are joined by uh, the dwarven man who was, uh, I think you saw on your first day here, he's also sitting at the counter. I think if you remember correctly, he was like just belligerently drunk. Yeah. Uh, last time. He seems still pretty tipsy. He might have gotten up early just to drink, but uh, he too is waiting for some food, and uh, that's the only other person in the inn right now, uh, or at least in the lobby, and you see good old Lewis. He comes around the corner, and he says, oh, great to see the lot of you two up. Yeah, that definitely wasn't his voice, but it is not. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, you're good. Good to see the lot of you two up. Ugh. You seem to have had a rough night. I didn't even see you come in last night. What time did you guys arrive? It was pretty late. We uh, we had kind of a rough one, so we had uh, we went right to bed when we got back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know what would uh, what would pick you all up, right back on your feet. If you'd like some grub from good old good old Lewis, what can I get you? Ham and sausage. Ham and sausage for the cat. And what for uh, good old Ruri here? I'm not a cat. <laughs> and he, he, he does take back a bit. He was kind of doing some rustic hospitality uh, and realized might have breached a threshold he shouldn't have. And he's like, and he, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> my name is Zario. Call me Zario. My apologies. Uh, how about for the young lady? Um, eggs and, and sausage. Eggs and sausage, I'll have the two of those plates right up. And he uh, goes back into the back room, and you can hear him slaving away. I don't know if there's any morning greetings you guys want to do. He's getting paid, right? Uh, Lewis? Yeah. I sure hope he's the owner. <laughs> well, he said he was slaving away. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a good way. Ah. Uh, I know. understand that. Yeah. So how'd you how'd you sleep there, Rory? Uh, 
judging by how I feel right now, um, I must have slept enough. I'm a little tired yet, but, um... You got a big old red mark on your face. Yeah, I was... I fell asleep sitting at my desk. Oh, yeah. We are all pretty tired. Uh, I was gonna wind down, but... That was it. I didn't, I didn't go to bed, I, I suppose. And, uh, your conversation is slightly just interrupted as you hear a slam at the the countertop and it's the dwarf and he's just slammed down his mug now empty some foam still kind of dripping from the inside and outside of the glass uh and he yells from over the counter uh another one when you're ready and you hear lewis yell back that he will procure him another drink it seems like this guy's regular and lewis knows how to deal with it yeah, uh, Lewis comes back around and he already has the plates out, uh, s- slides it down the, uh, the countertop, and they perfectly land right in front of you, Ruri with your eggs and sausage, and Zarya with your ham and sausage. Um, hey, Zarya. I'm take one claw, and I'm gonna cut my ham down the middle, <laughs> <laughs> and then cut another bite-sized piece off, and and put it in the mouth. <laughs> it's like poke your finger with your long claw and like just use it as a fork. <laughs> and uh, Lewis looks to the two of you as he pours this dwarven man another drink. Uh, and he says, uh, I was a bit curious about your small friend. Uh, so I did a little checkup on him this morning. And did he say anything about taking off? I was just no. about to ask you about that, Zario. Um, I haven't seen him. It seemed that all of his belongings were just gone. He did leave a G.I. Joe action figure under his pillow as if that were to... Or under his bed sheets as if that were to fool me, but, I mean, he's got quite the imagination. Well, it doesn't surprise me that he would be gone, but all of his things are gone too? Yeah, it seems like as if he just... Checked out? Packed up and left. He didn't necessarily check out, actually, now that you mention it. I kind of do want that room key. He might have accidentally pocketed it. It's a keepsake. <laughs> I mean, he is a kid. I wouldn't hold it against him to take it, but... Was there... There was a... Sh- I saw a ship leaving this morning, but right before I came down here. Would that have been, like, cargo, or was the... Was that... I believe that was cargo, but if I do remember correctly, that little bugger of a kid came in on a cargo ship from that same direction, so... If anything, he might have... Well, kids skip town. Best to him, I guess. Well, I mean... If we were even to try and find him, I don't know... There's, there's no trail. I feel really bad that we wouldn't be able to keep him safe. Yeah, that kid was a nine anyway. <laughs> Better off. Oh, well... As much grief as I was giving him when he arrived, uh, I hate to say it, but he did seem to know how to hold his own, at least in terms of travel, so I wouldn't worry too much if he did stow away once again. He seems to have made it this far, and wherever he's going now, I'm sure he'll probably run into the same type of people. Well, hopefully he finds a safe lot to take refuge in. But uh, enough about that. How about I get you two some drinks as well? What would you take? What would you like? I just need a water. Yeah, I'm just gonna do a water with lemon, please. 
Ooh, this is actually a lime native uh, area. We only have limes. <laughs> All right, now I'm starting to get pissed. <laughs> no, he gets you a lemon. Uh, and slides you to some waters, both just down the uh, countertop, just as he did with the plates. And uh, it's then that the uh, front doors swing open. And before you even look to see like who it is out of curiosity, you hear the clanking of two uh, nice steel-toed boots. And along with those footsteps, uh, you hear a third clank or clunk on the ground as if this man was holding a cane. And you see a uh, tall, elderly human male. I tall. Is he not tall? He's not tall. All right, you see an average-sized elderly (laughs) male. Yeah, he is 5'8". He's not that tall. It's uh, tall for me. It's tall for you, very true. That dude's got like two inches on you. I wish I was 5'8". But he's got some long silver hair. Right now it's uh, tied up in a half bun, bun and his, uh, the back of his hair is kind of flowing down. Uh, he's got some sick mutton chops with the curly Q mustache, uh, a long goatee. Upon closer inspection, he has some brown eyes that sit under tired eyelids. But despite how exhausted he looks, he still holds himself up to a presentable manner. Uh, he's wearing dark uh, brown trousers and a white button-down with a studded dark leather vest. He's got a bolo hat. No, a bolo tie? Bolo tie. A bolo tie. A bowler hat. Uh, the tall black boots. And he has his uh, a tall ebony cane, and his hand is covering a, a gemstone at the top. And uh, Eldon... This is uh, your new character. What do you do? Oh. I don't know if there's any other details I missed that you want to... Nah, you got it. I, d- I definitely just read the messenger message that you sent me. It sounded <laughs> so. like that. Yeah, it that sounds just exactly like how I explained it. That description makes me want some fried chicken. Looks like, looks you like know Colonel what? Sanders. Colonel that, Sanders? That's exactly what I do. I With go long up, hair. I go up straight to the bartender and I say, Excuse me, good <laughs> sir. I was wondering if I could order myself... A nice country fried steak with some mashed potatoes and gravy. Well, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, acquaintance. Uh, I can have that out for you in just a jiffy. Would you like a drink with that uh, while oh, you wait? Uh, let's see. Uh, would you happen to have orange juice? I think I'm we have some a in... good glass of orange juice. With pulp, please, if you, if you, if you have. Oh, believe me. The only juice we serve here is with pulp. Oh, you're a man of culture. I'll look in the back for you. (laughs) And uh, Lewis goes in the back and uh, starts rummaging through uh, some uh, stuff in the back there. Uh, And do you just, like, pop a squat next to this? Yeah, I'll go up on a bar stool and and cross one of my legs. So can I assume that I overheard him order? Oh, he ordered quite uh, profoundly, or is that the right word? Prominently. Very obnoxious. loud. Obnoxious. Is Very loud, he ordered. <laughs> so you definitely heard him order. Almost nobody else in here anyway. Yeah, just the four of you. You, you lot, and uh, the, the dwarf. <laughs> He's loud, but... Hey, old timer. Oh! You, you, uh, you got good taste. What's your name? Well, it's wonderful to meet you, and I extend a, extend a, extend a, a dainty old hand. I said, it's a pleasure. My name is H.W. Foster. Well, it's uh, nice to meet you, Zario, and I uh, extend my hand, and I meet his 
but I was expecting a handshake, so it was like an awkward kind of thing going on, so I just like <laughs> grabbed his pointer finger and just shake it up and down. <laughs> Zario, that's quite a regal name you have. It's a pleasure. Uh, what, what are you eating, sir? I'm just uh, enjoying myself some, uh, some dead pig. Oh, dead pig. One might call that pork. This is great dialogue we are sharing, my companion. Uh, your friend next to you, wonderful to meet you. What is your name, young lady? My name's Ruri. Oh, it is a pleasure. Ruri, once again, H. W. Foster. What's the, uh, what's the H stand? Oh, Hugh. In the W? Oh, William. Hugh William. Hugh William Foster. You can call me Hugh if you like. I prefer first names. Okay. That's, that's fine by me. I'm just going to call you W if that's okay. That's fine. You call me whatever you like as long as it's not profanic in any way. I'm not sure if that's the right word. I'm getting old. Sounds right to me. I don't, I don't really care. I'm starting to eat a little bit quicker. Yeah, uh, Lewis comes out from behind uh, the back room and uh, has a nice tall glass of... You can see the pulp from here. Oh, baby. Like, you're going to have to chew. <laughs> There's a whole it's orange a whole in there. whole orange in a glass. <laughs> Uh, and he comes up and he's also got the plate and he, uh, he slides it forward and he, and you notice immediately that there's actually no gravy on there yet, but there is a good amount of butter on the uh, mashed potatoes. And he says, uh, the gravy's still warming up, uh, but I thought I wouldn't let the whole meal go, you know, cold while I finished it up. If that's not too big of a problem for you. Oh, that's no issue. No issue at all. Take your time. Gotta have that meat soup, huh? Meat soup. I've it, never had meat soup before. It should be ready in about five minutes. Oh, okay. Five Thanks. minutes? That's not too long. If I had a watch, I'd be looking at it. <laughs> and uh, he smiles, because uh, he was definitely not sure how you were going to take that, and uh, goes back and continues to make the uh, the gravy. And uh, yeah, you have this new plate of food in front of you. Uh, I'd, I'd go straight for the orange juice, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I'm a patient man. I'm going to wait for... Wait for the rest of the meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in about five minutes, uh, Lewis comes out with like a small uh, bowl that has gravy uh, in it. Yeah. What kind of gravy? <laughs> did, what kind of gravy did you want? Oh, you way? know, I want the country gravy. That's what I was hoping you were. Pepper. What I hoped you were going to say, because it is country gravy. And he uh, <laughs> slides that down, and uh, and he looks at uh, the two of you, almost kind of like. As if he was like in the middle of a conversation with you two when you walked in, uh, Hugh. He says, uh, I also noticed that the, uh, the big furry friend of yours isn't around. Yeah, he kind of, uh, bugged out and, uh... Oh, I think I, uh, I catch her drift. And, uh, just as that kind of, like, awkward realization comes through, the door opens again. And, uh, Katie walks in. And she kind of just walks in. And sits down next to uh, Ruri. Here's the order I'm imagining is Hugh, from left to right, Hugh, Zaria, Ruri. Uh, there were some opens, which Katie is now occupying. And then uh, far down is the dwarf, who is just loudly gulping his his ale. <laughs> his, good, his second morning ale. I would like to exchange a small look between me and Katie, just to kind of... Yeah, and she uh, she doesn't really smile, but she gives you the head nod, like you know, good morning, 
she also looks like she has some pretty tired eyes, so you can suspect that she might not have slept so well last night either. I meant Rory. Rory? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sorry. Okay. Between me and Rory. Up. My bad. That's my bad. Yeah, you two lock eyes for a moment uh, as Katie sits down, and as I said, she does have some pretty tired eyes, and she orders uh, a coffee, and uh, Lewis uh, goes uh, to the back of the counter to whip it right up, and she uh, turns down the... Uh, to her left to talk to you and she says uh so how did you sleep oh, I slept okay you got a red forehead yeah that was the that was my pillow it was the desk you and me both and she like pulls her bangs up a bit and she also has a red forehead <laughs> <laughs> how about you Zario it's the torch or and she realizes she was about it like just talk about this relic in front of a bunch of people is the item safe yeah it's all right good good well i don't mean to jump straight to business uh, on a morning quite like this but we do have some business to discuss i think you know where this is going you're uh your bugbear friend we might have to go uh, looking for him I suppose. I was assuming maybe at some point today he might turn up, but I suppose if we need to take a little walk, wouldn't hurt to go find him. Yeah, we should probably go look for him. I would normally trust him to make his way home on his own, but I don't know what kind of weak state he's going to be in this morning after... Well, you know. Yeah, I'm good to go if you come with us. Well, I mean, you know me. I'll, uh... I'm more than happy to help you. I don't mean to interject. I, I'm not trying to be rude and sneak on your, your uh, you know, conversation, but I, I couldn't help but to hear that you guys might be going off. I, I was just curious. You wouldn't happen to be going into those woods over there, are you? Actually, we are, yeah. That's the direction. What a coincidence. See, an old man like myself, I, I don't think I should be going out into those woods, but I have some business that needs to be tended to, and I was wondering if I could maybe tag along with y'all. And Katie kind of gives a slightly nervous glance at uh, Ruri and Zario, uh, but kind of gives you like a look of, do you know this person? Or like, because... He's obviously new to town, and she knows most of the people in town. Yeah, so. yeah, don't don't worry, Katie. We uh, we've been talking to this old timer for a little bit. He seems pretty straight to me. And uh, right. I reach my hand over. H. W. Fawcett. It's a pleasure to meet you. Ain't no harm in it. And she uh, nods at you, Zario, and uh, extends her hand. Uh, is it like a handshake? That you're... It's a handshake. Yeah. handshake. And no no awkward finger finger wagging over here. <laughs> uh, and. She says, well, it's a pleasure to meet your acquaintance, Mr. Foster. Um, I'm sure if both of our journeys are to lead us to those woods, then I don't see why going together would be a horrible idea. I mean, it's not necessarily the safest travel. And I must say I would feel quite guilty for letting a... And she's trying to think of a nice way. A person of age. A person of age. Go all on your own. So... I guess I don't see any problem with that. And uh, as she's saying that, Lewis is uh, sliding the uh, good old coffee that he got for Katie uh, towards her. And she 
uh, takes a sip of it and uh, looks to the lot of you and says, uh, well, I think when we're all dished up, we can set sail, as they say, if you guys are ready. By the way, where's the little one? Yeah, he uh, he hightailed it during the night. Um, pretty he, sure he's gone. I think he might be uh, a seafarer. Lewis was saying that he came here on a cargo ship, and if my memory serves me correct, a cargo ship did just leave this morning. So I watched it go, and uh, I don't think I don't think we're going to be able to trace him at all. <laughs> well, as much as I would love to find him, I don't think that's within our best interest. So, and as you did say, I mean, it's quite hard to trace somebody that's traveled by water. And uh, she looks to you and like kind of sees that like how what your progress is on uh, food. And she says, "Uh, I'll be waiting at the uh, gates of Dehesho when you're ready." And right. she, she takes one more sip of her coffee. She doesn't even finish it and uh, slides it forward and leaves some. Uh, silver on the good old countertop for Lewis for the coffee and uh, walks out the door. Uh, I've maybe taken two bites out of my meal and I'm going to go, excuse me, sir, how much do I owe you for for your hospitality? Oh, well, uh, a meal is one silver and if you would like a room, that'll also be a silver for the night. Ah, Alrighty, two silver for you, and I'll take out a little little uh, coin purse, and I'll I'll open it up and dig it, dig through it like an old person would. Uh, slowly taking out one piece, looking at penny. it, realizing it's not the right one, uh, pull a different coin out. Oh, oh hold on, Geary, I have exact change for you. Yeah, <laughs> hold on, I'll get there. Uh, nope, that's a copy piece. Don't want that one. Ah, uh, there we go. And then I'll, I'll I'll slide two silver pieces, and I'll I'll leave two copper pieces as a as a as a tip. Well, thank you for the tip. You're very welcome anytime, my good sir. And he uh, takes the coin and puts it in. He's like got apron on and he has like a pouch on his apron and slides it in. your horses guys i know i know you're just as excited as i am to get to the second half of episode seven of wayfaring strangers podcast but before we can do that we have to make an announcement and before i can make the announcement ads thanks for sticking around before we get back into calamity we'd just like to remind you that winter wayfarer our band is playing our first show of 2021 up in Sioux Center, Iowa at Pork and Bands 4. That's a small-scale music festival shindig happening at the Fruited Plain. And, if weather permits, it'll be outside. So, you don't have to worry about catching the sick if you're not standing right next to somebody sneezing on them. But, we're really excited because we get to play a show again and see some of our old best friends, like you. And our friends in the Never Reacher, the Clementines, the Ruralists, and our favorite folk band from Minnesota, Good Morning Bedlam. I'm going to show you a little snip of a single of theirs called The Haunting. Same 
now I know. And it is a privilege to be able to share the stage with Good Morning Bedlam again. They're wonderful people. We love them. They're super hardworking for a band, too. If you're not already, you should be listening to their music. Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, whatever. You could buy their music. You could buy their merch. They have a Patreon. Why not subscribe to that? You could even see them live with us up in Sioux Center at Pork and Bands 4. We're going to play a lot of new music there, too, so that's even more fun. And one last thing. Episode 8 comes out April 26th. We'll see you there. Let's get back into Calamity now. Fast forward a bit, and uh, the three of you, good old Ruri, Zario, and H.W. Foster, are uh, standing at the uh, front, or walking towards the front gate of the Hay Show, and uh, sure enough, you see Katie at the gate waiting for you guys. She uh, gives you a gesture of acknowledgement, like, great to see you've arrived, hope you're doing good, all that. Uh and she uh, gestures, gestures towards the woods and says, uh, shall we? No time like the present. Well, yeah, I suppose we should go. Great. And uh, she starts walking, and you guys get about 20 minutes into the woods, and uh, she kind of uh, uh, looks over to you, Hugh, and says, uh, so uh, if you don't mind me asking, what brings you to the Hay Show, and specifically these woods? Oh, I, I'm looking for an acquaintance of mine. I'm, I'm, he, he's just kind of, you know, meandering about, and I figured I should probably come check up on him. Huh, well, in the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One might say that he, he's, he likes to wander. Okay. Hmm. Well then, I won't press you too much on the matter. Oh, it's, it's, it's nothing. And uh, you guys continue to walk, and she makes mention that. You guys are going to go to where you had your encounter with Gluzo, uh, kind of keeping out some of the details, because, you know, you have a new friend with you, and uh, that's where you're going to start your uh, investigation. She actually says, uh, we're looking for a friend of ours as well. Uh, I guess we're in the same boat. No friend wouldn't happen to be a dark-skinned elf, is he? No. Uh... Ah, then we're not looking for the same person. <laughs> well... But if you happen to see a dark-skinned elf, give your old friend Hugh a holler. I'll make sure to keep an eye out for you. And uh, you guys travel for a while, and uh, you do eventually make your way to the clearing where uh, the scuffle happened. You actually do still see the remains of a carcass of a uh, ape. Uh, the one that you remember, good old Gluzo, just digging into. Like, he just went to town on that thing. Not even bones? Not even bones? No bones. You see, you see, like the blood stain. Blood stain. Uh, it's like that KFC commercial. I ate the bones. It, it looks like someone. It just looks. It looks like an animal melted into the leaves here. <laughs> just a grease stain. Yeah. And uh, she looks at you, Ruri and uh, Zario, and says, uh, "Well, I guess we should start by looking for footprints." And uh, I'm gonna have you lot make an investigation check. She will roll as well. Oh, well, I rolled a grand total of 21. Ooh. 
Uh, how about the other two? Hang on. Investigation. Ship. She uh, yep. 13. 13? 18. So we got 18, 21, and a 13. Katie rolled a 5. She didn't find shit. Um, and uh, Zario and uh, Hugh, you both kind of like stumble into like, the same general area of the clearing and you do find some uh, rather large footprints, uh, almost as if whatever the creature was, assuming it's your friend Gluzo, uh, had just run off on all fours into uh, a direction into the woods. I'm guessing <laughs> you can assume we went that way. And uh, Katie looks over and says, uh, yeah, those do seem to be uh, his footprints, unless magically they happen to be the footprints of your elf friend. Oh, those look far too large. And uh, you guys start following those for a while. And uh, you follow it for a good bit. You follow it for about, like, 45 minutes. And every once in a while, you know, it, like, trails off. And you might find another just stain in the leaves where, like, another poor animal just met its demise to this giant bugbear. Uh, and eventually you find, like, a a little uh, patch of uh, grass where it looks like there's, like, an indent. Like, somebody slept there, like, like a big bugbear creature. And uh, go ahead and make... Some perception checks for me. Would I be able to forego the perception check and begin ritual casting? What do you want to ritual cast? Find familiar. Absolutely. You said investigation? It'll take uh, perception. About 10 minutes, but I'm going to start that. Yeah, cool. Uh, what'd you roll? Grand total of 20. Nice. 12. 12. Katie rolled a 16. So you guys had some pretty good rolls, and it, it takes you about 10 minutes uh, just for the sake of this ritual cast that good old Hugh is doing. And uh, you guys kind of look around because there's no more real footprints, but you do end up seeing like uh, some other footprints, actually, uh, human-sized footprints. Uh, they look like they're just wearing boots of some sort, but with those footprints, you see drag marks uh, in the dirt. Hmm. And they are protruding from uh, the indent in the ground where you can assume that uh, Gluzo slept for the night. Leading from it? Yep. Okay. As if he was laying down in drug. Gluzo is drug? You can make that assumption. Who the hell can drag Gluzo? I don't know. <laughs> as long as there, there is a couple. It's not just one. All back. So there's multiple. Yeah, there's, there's like two or three just, uh, footprints you can discern. Just yank as hard as you can. <laughs> I've heard that that you're able to move. The back is one of the strongest muscles in the human body. You just don't want to lift with it. Exactly. Bam. We should probably follow these footprints. Yeah, Katie looks actually pretty concerned. She says, "Uh." Didn't quite expect this to be the outcome. Uh, I guess that would be our best bet, is to follow these footprints. Do they look like they're leading out? Uh, just leading into, like, a, another direction into the woods. Not necessarily onto a trail or anything, but... Further in? Yeah. From, okay. Yeah, and you guys uh, do heed the, uh, the... You do take the hint and start following those uh, footprints, and you follow those for about another 20, 25 minutes. And you eventually make your way to uh, a little bit of a clearing... You kind of like find this like upward like hill. Uh, it's really steep, and uh, you uh, you see the drag marks start to go away, but you see some more footprints uh, as if they were coming to help, and uh, you see them 
uh, you see those footprints come over, and then they uh, keep going towards the hill. And uh, we'll make a perception check for this. Yeah. Would I be able to send my my familiar? Also, yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't. Uh, oh, I, I saw that. So uh, not, I guess from from the trees, you see a, a raven come down and perch upon my arm, and I say, "Hello, my dear friend. It's good to see you again." And I pet it on its head, and I go, Tell "You, you what?" You look for our dear drow friend over above that hill, and I will give you a snack later. Go, shoo, and I and I and my crow will fly off and and go up in the air and search for my drow friend that I'm looking for. You have a pet crow? Oh, I wouldn't call him a pet. I'd say he's more of a companion. <laughs> so good. And <laughs> does does it have a name? Oh, of course, Walter. <laughs> I thought you were going to name it hard for a second. <laughs> kind of wish. Actually, I changed my mind. Walter, your name, no name is Harv. And he goes, Harv? Harv? <laughs> As he Harv? flies off. And, I like that name. Uh, you see Harv. Uh, go ahead and roll an investigation check for Harv. All right. I rolled a six, by the way, for the perception check. Ooh. I rolled an 18. That would be a three minus four <laughs> to a grand total of negative one. Do they, do they, wait, do they have a better? Do they have a better perception than their? They do. Yeah, do perception instead. Ah, I should have said oh, that. Oh, that changes things. It's all the way to a six now. Hey, you know that's better than a negative one. Uh, but doesn't find anything still. Uh, it kind of just flies around. It actually circles the area above you, uh, rather than like go out even any further. Um, and uh, as if it's kind of like looking for something. Like it might have seen a slight trail of something, but and it's kind of like assessing that even more. Uh, but it's not leaving the immediate area. Uh, you said you had an 18? Since he is flying, and he is above, would he have advantage? Sure, I'll give it to you. Oh, baby! Baby. 11 plus 3 to a grand total of 14. It doesn't change much, and I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, Zario, you rolled an 18, correct? Yeah. You, uh, start following these footprints, uh, and they start going towards the hill, and, uh, you take a closer inspection, or closer look at this hill, uh, and you see a, uh, sort of rock formation uh, kind of like embedded into the hill. It's a very steep hill. And uh, you find a cave. And uh, you follow the footprints and they are going into the cave. So I'm the only one by the cave right now? Yeah, you probably took like maybe 10, 20 steps forward. You didn't go in the cave or anything, but so you're not too far away from the group. But yeah, you are the first to notice this. Hey, fellas. Found a cave over here. Tracks lead into it. Uh. Well, uh... Everyone keep your wits about you. Don't really know what we're dealing with here. Katie says this as she starts to draw her longbow. It looks as though we're dealing with a cave. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad Hugh is here. <laughs> we went from a little runt to complete opposite Colonel Sanders. Complete <laughs> opposite end of the, the eight pool here. Uh yeah, um do you want to just go right into the cave or do you want to peer in or I want to go all the way back to the town. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I forgot something, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go in. Go in? Yeah, you start to walk in, and uh, Tabaxi's have dark vision, correct? Yes. Yeah, you can see about 60 feet in front of you in shades of gray, uh, and it's kind of like a winding cave, and uh, you do see some, like, mud tracks uh, of, like, these footprints, and they slowly taper off as, like, the mud were to, you know, 
kick off their shoes as they walk. And uh, you can discern that there's about like three footprints or sets of footprints uh, there. And uh, it's kind of like a winding cave and you slowly like inch your way in, you know, being cautious. You're used to being cautious. And uh, you get to one corner and you're kind of like leading the pack. The rest of the group's following slightly behind. And uh, you see a light emitting from around the corner of one of these caves. Okay. Um, if you want to, or one of these uh, tunnels, I should say. Do you want to make a... I would like to peer around the corner. Cool. I will not even make you roll or anything. You peer around the corner um, and you can see down and you see it, it goes down another like tunnel hallway and then takes another turn. And that's where the light seems to be coming from. And you can see some shadows casting onto the wall in front of you of some people talking. But you can't really make out what they're saying quite yet. They're kind of a little hushed. They're just like kind of normal speaking volume. So you can't really hear what they're saying from where you are. And uh, the rest of the group would catch up at this point and see the same thing. Um, can I use my shadow arts? Yeah, what does that do? You gain the minor illusion cantrip. If you don't already know it, as an action, you can spend two key points to cast darkness, dark vision, pass without a trace, or silence without providing material components. Um, if you wanted to do silence or pass without a trace, I think that would help you stealth up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna think I'm gonna. Because does Trace affect like everyone too? Yes, everybody within I think 30 feet of him, or it's either 10 or 30. I can't remember. Get advantage on stealth checks. Plus 10. Plus 10 on yourself. Yeah, so spending two key points to do that would be great. Yeah, let's do that then. So yeah, you kind of uh, put your hands together and do some monk symbols with your hands, and uh, as if to kind of about to do some Naruto. Yeah, some Naruto (laughs) stuff. Some, (laughs) but uh, and uh, you kind of like put your hands to the ground. Uh, after doing these gestures, uh, and kind of like a stillness goes over the group, and uh, you guys just feel a little more agile, a little less loud. And uh, would any of you want to be the first to go down the hallway and peek around the other corner? I'll go. Zarya, uh, go ahead and roll a stealth check, and you have an extra plus 10. And does that still, like, plus 10, and then I'm plus all, your, yep. proficient plus yep. 9. Yeah, so you'll have a plus 19. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Pass it out twice. It's very good. You could okay, roll... I rolled a 3, so that's good. Yeah, you roll at a what, 22 total. Yeah, that's just fine. It's <laughs> not mad. You would have to roll a 1 for me to say you failed. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, you just nimbly, you know scoot your way in, uh, kind of tiptoeing, and you peer around the corner, uh, and now you do see uh, the scene that's uh, around you. You see, uh, the first thing you see is a big furry friend of yours who's kind of dazed and still a little just unconscious. Your good old buddy Gluzo, and he's tied around, uh, there's like a pillar in the middle of the room of like stone, and he's like just tied with multiple ropes and chains around it. And you can see a couple of the people. You can't see all of them because it's kind of a big room, but you can see two bandits talking. And you look close enough, and you can see somebody with some head bandages on. Go ahead and make... Actually, no, didn't we make an investigation check? It's the same guy that you guys encountered in the temple. That's Sprout Talk. <laughs> what? Yeah, you. I don't know what you're looking at me for. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got you there. He's got you there. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Y'all think I'm being cruel, but I'm just doing what needs to be done. So, he has to roll yet. Uh, for stealth? He already rolled for stealth. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, he just, he, that's just what he witnessed right there. I'm hiding and looking at everything. I'm like hiding behind something. I'm yeah, you're just kind of like around the corner, peering your head around. I have an idea. 
Yeah. I assume you just relay, like, it's that bastard from the tunnels or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that son of a bitch. How many are there? Is there with this man? <laughs> Would you like to see a little trick that I like to do on the kiddo sometimes? Give it a second. Oh, 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 what? I don't want to see your little kid tricks. Are you sure? That's quite <laughs> funny. How many people are in there? You see uh, the two that uh, you see, the one that you met in the uh, the temple that you guys uh, explored, uh, and you see him talking to another bandit, and you see two shadows uh, looming behind them, so you can suspect that there's four people in here. But there could be more. There could be more. What What is the room look like? It's kind of just like a circular room. Uh, it's quite a big one, too, but like... With the view you have from this hallway, you can really only see like into it a little bit. Like Should you can see around the corner. Should we try and find a picture for it? Oh, we could. What is your trick that you were talking about? Well, okay. You need to explain it before we go. It, it really depends. It seems to work pretty well on children because they're gullible. Yeah, mostly. Honestly, it's kind of hard yeah, to explain without yeah. showing it. Right? Uh, yeah. Have you ever had a nightmare a before? Season. Yes. It's kind of like a nightmare, but in real life. <laughs> oh. Tell you what, I'll save it for next time. Okay. okay. We'll just do this the old-fashioned way. Do we know what they're doing? Uh, you can actually hear a little bit of the conversation. Uh, you hear the uh, one bandit that you guys roughed up in the temple. He's like explaining how this was the bastard that pretty, like he and his crew uh, you know, m- killed the other two bandits and how he managed to get out uh, alive, and said it. He's like, "Spirit your ass! Oh, never doing that again." <laughs> what? He's uh, he's saying stuff like, "You don't know what I'm saying because I'm unconscious." Oh yeah. This big furball right here is the reason that our, we're down two men. Him and his little posse. And that's kind of like what he's explaining. Uh, he's kind of like telling him what happened and what happened to the party while they were out looking for treasure. Uh, and that's what you guys see. What do you guys want to do? Um, I. What do you guys want to do? You can kind of discuss, whisper to yourselves, and you don't have to actually whisper just for the sake can of audio. Can I look around for a rock? By, like, yeah, my uh, do a perception check. I'm, I'm seeing... I can't see what that is. What is that called? I'm going to lean over. Do you happen to know these fellas? Nine plus... Plus five. Fourteen. He's a bandit. You're, you're the type of rough and tumble kind of people, I see. Um, I think... I think that's about to be kind of our, our title, but he was with some bandits and they tried to hurt us. Ah. Well, did you try asking them kindly not to? We didn't have a chance. Katie, kind of, ah, Katie looks at you, uh, Hugh, and she says, uh, I don't necessarily think that was in the cards. And Zario, you were looking for a rock and you find a rock at your feet. It's, about, uh, it's a good baseball-sized rock. I am going to throw a rock at this wall. So you're, you're throwing it behind them yes. to uh, distract them. Yeah. I want to keep in, keep you in mind, that wall is where you can see the shadows coming from, of the other people. That's still fine. Still fine? Yeah, go ahead and roll... Do a dexterity check for me. Yep. Straight up non-dex check. Not bad. 15 plus... She'd have a good dex. She'd have like a plus four or something. Three. That's still good. That's still good. Say you should be about the same as me. So 18 total? Yeah, you throw this uh, rock and... This discussion that they're in is a little heated, so they don't notice the rock or anything, but they hear the clack, and they look uh, back, and 
you can tell that just the way that their eyes are like meeting, they're looking at people. You see them. You see uh, the one that the Mr. Bandage Man was talking to. He yells out, uh, "Can you two keep it down over there?" And uh, the other, the other two uh, uh, people that you can see the shadows of, they yell, uh, "It wasn't us! I don't know what the heck that was." And uh, at this very moment, they are pretty preoccupied. If that was your chance, if that was your intention to distract so can them. Can I assume they are looking that away? They are very much looking that away and kind of like arguing, like, like of course it was you. That's where the sound came from. And and the other one and the, one of the shadows says, "That's probably old Pete over here. Can't keep his his dang." Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So yeah he's, he's really getting them. These guys are a bunch of spazzes. Oh, Would I, I like even react to this commotion? Yeah, you're like at this point you see Gluzo. Now that this commotion is starting, Gluzo's eyes are starting to tiredly like wake up. <laughs> now look what you've gone and done. You've gone and gone and woken the Furby over here. If he's opening his eyes, does is he facing us? Yeah, he's facing you guys. Uh, um, I would like to run behind this rock here. Uh, do a stealth check. Okay. Good thing I'm proficient. <laughs> And you have plus 10 because you have the DM. So 4 plus 10 plus 9, uh, yeah. 20. <laughs> 23. You got it. You quick zoot. Uh, you can actually move your dude. You, you quick zoot behind that pillar. Uh, now that you have a close. Before we get into what you want to say, Colin, now that you're in the room, you can kind of see it better. And it's actually not just one pillar, but there are three pillars in this room. Azario, you're hiding behind one of them. Uh, you kind of peer and uh, you see the two people that are uh, arguing are like two more bandits in the same garb as the two that you saw in front of the doorway or the entryway I should say can I do a check to pin my head around the corner and just at least try and get his attention without making a commotion first do a stealth check to uh, peer your head around without getting seen it should be easy I mean they're distracted so so 17 plus 9 oh, 28 yeah you oh, more than can do that and then okay. you have a pebble in your hand go ahead and roll a straight up and down dex check to like toss it at him it's uh, 9 plus 3 for my dex. Yeah, we'll say that does it. Uh, you toss this pebble, and Galuzo, you feel like on the tip of your nose, like a pebble kind of like bounce off. Uh, <laughs> and you look forward, and yeah, directly in front of you in the uh, entranceway is Ruri. I would like to use my mind link, since he can see me. And I would like, uh, let's see, just for those listening, if they're not familiar, uh, it says, when you're using mind link to speak telepathically to a creature... You can use your action to give that creature the ability to speak telepathically with you for one hour or until you end this effect as an action. Uh, to use this ability, uh, the creature must be able to see you and must be within 50 feet, and he is within 50 feet. As I can see, uh, you can give this ability to only one creature at a time. Giving it to a creature takes it away from another creature who has it. Um, most of that is not important, but... I'm going to use my link to speak to Bluzo, and I'm basically just going to tell him um, that his friends are here, and we're going to try and get him out of this, and that uh, if he is awake enough, um, we could use your help, Bluzo. 